eighth level podcast is about being self-employed, entrepreneurship, and bootstrapping it. It's also about unwinding and relaxing, and when we are not working in our business, to discover ways of connecting to our soul and self-care. My name is Lourdes, and I am the host of this podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, thanks again for joining me today, and I'm so grateful that you are here listening to this episode. And today I decided to talk about the etiquettes of a virtual assistant or freelancers. Now, as you know or may not know, I have been in business since 2014. And at times when I get really busy, I do subcontracting uh, work and I hire virtual assistants and a couple of freelancers here and there. And I really wanted to cover the etiquettes of freelancing and of virtual assistants. The first thing I wanted to cover is communication. Just like in a regular office, working remotely, I expect someone to have good communication skills. As someone from the U.S., I've hired VAs and freelancers globally to help me in my business on short-term basis. When I do look for someone, I specifically ask that they communicate with me. A good communication, for example, is when we email. No more than three days should pass. And if you are ill, going away on vacation, or going out for a quick weekend trip and not be able to work, please send me a quick note and let me know that you're out for a few days. Don't leave me hanging and then wonder if you'll ever come back. I've had this experience with a couple of young women who didn't even bother to email me, respond to my email, or on Skype for days. They had assignments that were coming up with a due date, and I was getting worried if it was going to be completed on time because I never heard back from them. Then, on the eighth day... (laughs) I received an email from the VA. Naturally, I asked what happened and why she did not respond. And then she told me she had a very difficult and painful period. She had some type of endometriosis. And of course, I gave her the benefit of the doubt. However, I am running a business. I ended up doing her work and completed everything on time. So unfortunately, as much as I liked her, I had to let her go. I mean, if you're laying in bed for eight days because of a difficult period, don't you think maybe, maybe it's just me, that she would look at her phone or have her phone at her bedside and she could have just sent me a quick email or a Skype message to let me know she's not feeling good. And I would have appreciated that. So that's my number one thing is communication. Um, Communicate really well. If someone sends you an email or if a client sends you an email, please respond between 24 to 48 hours. If it goes past two days, let them know that you can't get to something or you're not feeling well or you want to go out on a trip. I mean, after all, you are working your own hours, but let us know what, you know, 
if you're working or not, if you don't feel like working for a couple of days, that is fine. Just communicate it well. Okay, the second one, trustworthy. How well can you trust your VA or freelancer? They need to keep things confidential and not violate any rules that might cause legal action. Okay, so I live in the United States, and when I hire subcontractors in the United States, I always send them a subcontractor agreement that outlines any competitor agreement, confidentiality, or NDAs, and more. Um, You might want to speak to an attorney to get one of these agreements drawn up for your business, but Again, you got to have trust with the person you hire. Now, if they're out of the country, you're going to have to listen to your gut telling you whether you can trust this person or not. The other thing that I've always worried is when I hire them, but then they turn around and try to steal my clients. So you need to put down in your subcontractor agreement how long or how far away in the future your subcontractor, virtual assistant that is, can work directly for the client. Most people in the United States have a two-year wait before a client can hire your subcontractor to work for them directly. The other thing that helps me with trusting the VA on the other side is having a Zoom meeting with them. And they turn on their cameras. And during our interview, I ask a few questions and I see how they answer me. I can kind of get a feel of them uh, being trustable. And a lot of them are pretty honest, I must tell you. It's because they need the money. They need the money to work. And so why would they want to screw that up? All right, to the next one. Asking questions. Usually when I hire someone, I train them on Zoom or on Skype, and I also provide a recording of the how-tos. So when I'm training them, I record it on Zoom and I give them that training recording link. Now, sometimes the freelancers or the VA, they send me work back that has mistakes. I ask, I ask them, you know, um, why did you do this? And they were not sure. So I encourage all the VAs and freelancers to ask questions. Don't just assume and give me work that is full of mistakes. Please ask questions because I appreciate that you're here to help me. And in order for us to work sufficiently together, it's, you know, communicating and asking the right questions. And of course, I'd be happy to show you again. So don't feel bad if you ask questions. I love them. Ask away. Okay, the next one, time management. How well does a VA manage their time? Most freelancers or virtual assistants, but not all, have more than one client. And they're dealing with a bunch of clients that they're trying to please and they're completing assignments or meeting deadlines. So 
work should be turned in on time and not the last minute. Because I notice when I get last minute work, I see a lot more mistakes. So, for example, I've received work that had the same hashtag for every post, which was awful. I've also received work that were missing some elements, which just tells me it was a rush job. So please manage your time well. Don't don't rush your job and then turn it in with some mistakes because, you know, we really depend on you to be the expert and that's why we hire you. So if I hire you for social media, because that's what your expertise is in, I expect you to give me, you know, hashtags that match the post. Or if I hired you to create an ebook for me, I expect that you know well how to do justifications or formatting of the ebook. If you're managing your time well, you would have time to just double check your work before you send it over to us. And the last one is being adaptable. Look, we all need virtual assistants and freelancers here and there. Sometimes I hire them permanently if they work out really well. But I don't believe that every freelancer or VA knows every single technology out there. But in order to grow, you need to be open or willing to learn new things. So the business owner, it could be me or a business owner, we might want to teach you some new skills or even pay for your training of the new technology. So it would be really nice if you were adaptable to situations when we need you to do these things. And if not, just speak up. If you don't want to learn this new technology, let us know and then we'll find somebody else to do that technology. And that's really it. So etiquette of a freelancer or virtual assistant, having good communication skills, being trustworthy, asking questions, time management, double checking your work, and being adaptable. And that's it. So join me next week when I have a guest that talks about alternative healing that releases emotional issues. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast and please share this episode with your friends. Please subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And as always, the show notes will be available at 8thlevelpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.